Kangla and the Fairy Maiden Kangla of the Fiery Hair was son of Khan of the Hundred Fights. One day, as he stood by the side of his father on the height of Asna, he saw a maiden clad in strange attire coming towards him. Whence comest thou, maiden? said Kangla. I come from the plains of the ever-living, she said, there where there is neither death nor sin. There we keep holiday alway, nor need we help from any in our joy. And in all our pleasure we have no strife. And because we have our homes in the round green hills, men call us the hill folk. The king and all with him wondered much to hear a voice when they saw no one. For save Kamla alone, none saw the fairy maiden. To whom art thou talking, my son? said Kam the king. Then the maiden answered, Kamla speaks to a young, fair maid, whom neither death nor old age awaits. I love Kamla, and now I call him away to the plain of pleasure, Hoimel, where Bodag is king for I, nor has there been complaint or sorrow in that land since he has held the kingship. Oh, come with me, Kamla of the fiery hair, ruddy as the dawn with thy tawny skin. A fairy crown awaits thee to grace thy comely face and royal form. Come, and never shall thy comeliness fade, nor thy youth, till the last awful day of judgment. The king in fear at what the maiden said, which he heard though he could not see her, called aloud to his druid, Corin by name. Oh, Corin of the many spells, he said, and of the cunning magic, I call upon thy aid. A task is upon me too great for all my skill and wit, greater than any laid upon me since I seized the kingship. A maiden unseen has met us, and by her power would take from me my dear, my comely son. If thou help not, he will be taken from thy king by woman's wiles and witchery. Then Corin the druid stood forth and chanted his spells towards the spot where the maiden's voice had been heard and none heard her voice again, nor could Kamla see her longer. Only as she vanished before the druid's mighty spell, she threw an apple to Kamla. For a whole month from that day Kamla would take nothing, either to eat or to drink, save only from that apple. But as he ate it grew again and always kept whole. And all the while there grew within him a mighty yearning and longing after the maiden he had seen. But when the last day of the month of waiting came, Kamla stood by the side of the king his father on the plain of Arkomin, and again he saw the maiden come towards him, and again she spoke to him. "'Tis a glorious place, forsooth, that Kamla holds among short-lived mortals awaiting the day of death. But now the folk of life, the ever-living ones, beg and bid thee come to Moimel, the plain of pleasure, for they have learned to know thee, seeing thee in thy home among thy dear ones. When Khan the king heard the maiden's voice, he called to his men aloud and said, Summon swift my druid Corin, for I see she has again this day the power of speech. Then the maiden said, O oh, mighty Khan, fighter of a hundred fights, the druid's power is little loved. It has little honor in the mighty land, peopled with so many of the upright. When the law will come, it will do away with the druid's magic spells that come from the lips of the false black demon. Then Khan the king observed that since the maiden came, Kamla his son spoke to none that spake to him. 
So Khan of the Hundred Fights said to him, Is it to thy mind what the woman says, my son? Tis hard upon me, then said Kanla, I love my own folk above all things, but yet, but yet a longing seizes me for the maiden. When the maiden heard this, she answered and said, The ocean is not so strong as the waves of thy longing. Come with me in my karak, the gleaming, straight-gliding crystal canoe. Soon we can reach Bodag's realm. I see the bright sun sink, yet far as it is, we can reach it before dark. There is, too, another land worthy of thy journey, a land joyous to all that seek it. Only wives and maidens dwell there. If thou wilt, we can seek it and live there alone together in joy. When the maiden ceased to speak, Kangla of the fiery hair rushed away from them and sprang into the karak, the gleaming, straight-gliding crystal canoe. And then they all, king and court, saw it glide away over the bright sea towards the setting sun. Away and away, till I could see it no longer, and Kangla and the fairy maiden went their way on the sea, and were no more seen, nor did any know where they came.